0: Kelly show. Hey, hello. Uh, ooh. What a sad weekend. Goodness gracious. Started uh, Friday night. We lost that cop and his partner is in real serious trouble right now in the hospital. Who could have seen this one coming, huh? You could see it from space. Yeah, it's a dangerous job being a cop, and we've lost cops before, and we will lose cops again. But we have so demonized even the presence of police officers. It was an overreaction to George Floyd. What happened to George Floyd was terrible, but the whole country lost its head over the top, totally disproportionate reaction to that one moment. And police everywhere were demonized, ridiculed, canceled, defund the police. You can't undo that. Eric Adams, you can't undo that with a silly press conference. And by the way, get the hell to work. Eric Adams does not know what to do other than talk, and he's not good at that. Damn, he's not good at that. He thinks he is. The media encourage him, but it's just a bunch of words. And very poor grammar, by the way, and very limited vocabulary. He's a terrible speaker, but we all pretended that he was special, didn't we? Well, not me, not this show. I had this guy's number going back to the 1990s. A scam artist. And he conned people at the right time. I'll give him this, sly cat, slick. So he's the mayor right now. We've had five shootings of police officers in less than a month. You can say, well, he just got there. You know what? This guy became the effective mayor-elect last June. Yeah, I know. It was a general election. And, ah, oh, it breaks my heart that Curtis isn't in there. But we all knew the deck was stacked against Curtis, literally, because of the uh, the situation with voter enrollment and uh, the Democrat Party having an overwhelming advantage here. So uh, there was no way really, to stop this. And uh, Eric Adams became essentially the next mayor all the way back in June when he clinched the nomination, not by getting a majority of the uh, city to vote for him, not even by getting a majority of Democrats to vote for him. He got 30 percent of a Democrat party one day in June. And oh, by the way, we got to move that primary up to September, back to September. Gets in without anybody really noticing or caring. Eight million people live in this city. What percentage of them voted for Eric Adams? 3.1%. And now he's walking around like he's the emperor. He's walking around like he's king. Look at me. I'm the mayor. Yeah, you got your uh, boyhood ambition fulfilled. Now what? You never cared about the police department. Don't give me this crap. He's a cop, of course. No, no, no. You are all wrong about this guy. Everybody in the police department knows he was like having Al Sharpton in a police uniform, put Al Sharpton in a police uniform and let him into the police department. That was Eric Adams's career in the NYPD. He doesn't like cops. Quite frankly, cops don't like him. Cops don't respect him. So he's the guy. And after all that time, all that running head start, you know, I mean, you're about to be the next mayor. Imagine this. Imagine if you are of limited intelligence like Eric Adams. Imagine if you have had no significant administrative assignments in your entire life you are an average quite frankly below average person but you're about to become mayor of the city of new york you know what you would do you would you would study like crazy you would work like a demon you would uh meet with experts this guy partied his ass off he partied his ass off hung around that silly sushi restaurant he likes downtown, and uh, he's, he's suddenly famous. He drank it up, hanging around with Google's Eric Schmidt, hanging around with, um, I don't know, who's even famous anymore? Who's that record guy that uh, uh, Russell Simmons was there, I think, and a couple other people like that? Great. He gets to hob, and then he goes to Ghana, Africa on vacation. Imagine that you're about to be the next mayor of the city of New York and you go on vacation to Ghana, Africa. He goes all the way over there and guess what happens? He has some guy wash he has some guy wash his feet. He goes over to Africa and some guy washes his feet. Now I don't know what the hell kind of ritual ceremony this was. It was some sort of spiritual cleansing they called it. But when it comes to the washing of the feet, I think the thing to do if you're really going to Wash feet and have a conversation about washing feet. Isn't the person who's undergoing the spiritual transformation supposed to do the washing? I mean, if he wants, he could do that on 23rd Street, get his feet washed. There are a million places you can go to get a pedicure in the city. He goes over to Ghana to get some sort of special pedicure, hang out, wear uh, the traditional garb, just, oh, yeah. Not getting ready for this huge assignment. Now that he's got it, he has no idea what to do. No idea. You know, why not come out with a plan on day one? He's going to come out with a plan. And guess what that plan's all about? Blaming Washington, D.C. Here we go. Okay. Blaming guns, blaming Republicans, blaming the National Rifle Association, all this crap that we've been hearing for a million years. He has nothing. He has absolutely nothing. And this should be a lesson to anybody in New York City who did not vote, who did not take this seriously. Um, Now, I know a lot of you live outside the city, and this is important for you, too. Look, you come in. If New York goes down, the whole country can go down. All right. But let's give him a chance. Everyone says, well, wait a second. He only got there three weeks ago. Let's give him a chance. Actually, he got there seven months ago. Actually, he's been talking about becoming mayor since he was 16. Where are the ideas? Where is it? Any second now. He was on. Oh, this guy never turns down a chance to be on television. On Good Morning America yesterday.
1: Joining us now is New York City Mayor Eric Adams. Let's start with that help that you've asked for from the federal government. Help in fighting crime and stemming the flow of illegal guns into the city. The NYPD is one of the most well-funded police departments in the country. What exactly are you hoping that the federal government can help accomplish?
2: Uh, Thank you so much for allowing me to be on to discuss this important topic. And later this week, I'm going to uh, roll out... Uh, my plan to deal with the underlying reasons underlying that we faces such a surge of violence in our cities and cities across America. Uh, number one, Stop the it for a second. the federal government.
0: Underlying reasons. Remember when Kamala, remember Kamala and the underlying reasons? She won't go to the border. She'll go to Honduras. She's not going to go to Laredo. She will go to Costa Rica to talk about street lamps. Underlying conditions. Underlying conditions. I'll tell you what the underlying conditions are. Two years of disrespect and demonization of police officers and overreaction to the George Floyd situation. And this push to reform. It's like. uh, It's like what Bill de Blasio did for years. He pretended the NYPD was broken. Then he pretended to fix what wasn't broken. And now he's managed to actually break it underlying causes. Give me the rest.
2: cities and cities across America. uh, Number one, the role of the federal government. Uh, The police department is doing their job taking thousands of guns off the streets. Yet, each time you take a gun off, there's a constant flow of new guns coming here. And if we don't coordinate to go after Uh, those gun dealers that are supplying the large cities in America, such as New York, uh, we are losing the battle, and the federal government must step in and play a role in doing so. He's
0: got Democrats everywhere Returns. Do we have any more of that? I mean, it's ridiculous. He has no ideas. He's got nothing. So they're freaking out. They're going to try to present something. They'll talk about education. They'll talk about poverty. How much will they talk about the guy who uh, shot the cops? And by the way, very little about him. Isn't that interesting? It's like they blame the gun. It was the gun's fault that did this. Um, It was an individual who liked to post On social media, pictures uh, from a guy named Uncle Murder, Uncle Murder, big on social media. And he liked and retweeted and uh, forwarded and uh, posted on Facebook all the images from Uncle Murder's account. And one in 2014 featured a New York City police officer standing there with two guys holding guns to his head. Uncle Murder. So I can't talk about the vaccine. They don't want you talking about the election. Of November of 20. Big Tech is going to hassle you and hassle me. But Uncle Murder can post pictures showing cops being threatened. Uh, murdered. And by the way, that was a staged picture. They found some guy, put him in a cop uniform. It was a very chilling thing. I looked at it very carefully. They, uh, It was a little bit of a Photoshop job. But at the end of the day, it's still, it's a cop with two guns pointed at his head. And this guy who did the shooting, by the way. He was um, not wanted, no warrants or anything like that. I think he had his brushes with the law, but he takes one look at the cops and bam. Bam, 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 bam. Um, and that's the way we've conditioned a huge chunk of society to view police with hostility and suspicion. This goes back to, well, Obama, de Blasio, Black Lives Matter. Mainstream media totally getting it wrong in the Trayvon Martin case, feeding this false narrative that white racist cops from the subway from the suburbs, the number one threat to black men. Actually, white cop, black cop, Asian cop, cops are the greatest friend to people of color. But they, this perverse opposite notion has taken hold, and what a what a shame! And what a shame! By the way, so. So, Eric Adams, walking around. You want to see this? Uh, you got it where he's um, talking about fruit? This is our new mayor uh, on the job. Just listening, listen listen to this. Inspir- are you inspired? I'm inspired. Go ahead. Eric Adams, tell me, how are you going to save this city?
2: Day out, getting some fruit. This fruit stand is open late at night. These guys work hard. You know, you come out, you get your first bit of fruit. <laughs> <You're over. laughs> this, is, this is New York. You know, you get up early enough, you get the fruit nice and fresh as they're unstacking you. Patronizing my small businesses, even my street vendors. Love it. We're going to get through this, New York. Get stuff done.
0: Yeah. Wow. 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 I mean, Churchill was good, but Eric Adams, we're going to get stuff done. Good luck with that, Eric. Good luck with that. Uh, We're all screwed. (laughs) I'm an optimistic guy, but um, we may need to have some sort of an intervention. All right. I have some ideas of what that could look like. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, the latest breaking news and opinions, entertaining and informative. Who remembers this beauty? This beauty. He's said it a million times. He said it. Uh, he thinks it's good, but it's terrible. There's a Joe Biden on uh, racial justice. Uh, George Floyd. He had a conversation with George Floyd's daughter. Uh, cut 46.
3: I also spoke to Gianna, George loves, George's young daughter, again. When I met her last year, I've said this before, at George's funeral, I told her how brave I thought she was. And I sort of knelt down to hold her hand. I said, Daddy's looking down on you. He's so proud. He said to me then, I'll never forget it, Daddy changed the world. When I told her this afternoon, Daddy did change the world. Let that be his legacy. Yeah, no, I don't legacy think so. Legacy of peace, not violence Of justice. It
0: changed the world too much.
3: Peaceful expression of that legacy. That's cute. Are inevitable and appropriate.
0: You've delegitimized the cops. violent
3: protest is not.
0: Oh, about time. About time. He didn't say that until he was president, by the way. He wanted those protests to rage. Burn, baby, burn in 2020. That's what the Democrats wanted. And ask Candace Owens about that. It seems... Just in time for each election year, they find an issue for the mainstream media to feast upon, and it's race-based, and, uh, oh, it's very touchy. There was a huge overreaction. Yep, there was an overreaction to the death of George Floyd. Uh, and it's quite a you lot. Know, you can't argue with me on that one, all right? You can't. People would be indignant, they would uh, throw me out of CNN, Uh, they would uh, yell and scream, but they can't argue with that. Was there any justification to burn down a police station in Minneapolis? How about throw a Molotov cocktail in two police cars here in New York City? And uh, 300,000 other horrible things that happened last uh, year, actually almost two years ago. You know the people who torched those police cars are still walking around out on bail? There were lawyers and... um, it's fascinating. That's damn near attempted murder. And they're walking around, whereas that silly horns guy on January 6th is in solitary confinement. All those January 6th political prisoners. It's funny. Joe was uh, applauded for that. Oh, he's so. He's such empathy. Such empathy. And when he. Because the mainstream media, they believe all that. They do. But when he makes a no kidding, terrible, indisputable, horrible mistake like he did last week, and they're still picking up the pieces from his ridiculous press conference. Uh, let's see. Here's 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 one of them. Uh, cut 47, please. The
3: two things he said to me that he wants guarantees. On. One is Ukraine will never be part of NATO and two that NATO or the there will not be strategic weapons stationed in Ukraine. Well, we can work out something on the second piece, pretending what he does along the Russian line as well, the Russian border in the European area of Russia. On the first piece, we have a number of treaties internationally and in Europe that suggest that you get to choose who you want to be with. But the likelihood that Ukraine is going to join NATO in the near term is not very likely.
0: Yeah, just give it all away. Just give it all away in that ridiculous press conference. And now, since he was so weak, guess who? Guess who has to pick up the pieces? Forget the talking heads, the troops, the U.S. military. Yup, it's on them now. I'll be right back. You're listening to the Great Kelly Show. Hey, you hear about the guy who had the meltdown at the smoothie place in Connecticut? Apparently he works for Mer- he worked for Merrill Lynch. They fired him after this, although we don't have the complete story. Even me, I saw it. I'm like, okay, oh, boy, this guy, yeah, get rid of him, uh, lock him up. He gets very angry, starts cursing out the staff and uh, throws the smoothie the- that he got right at the clerk and then says some other really bad stuff. But there's a but here. But first, let's hear, first of all, what is this guy's name? I think I got it here. Ian Nuzo or something like that. Worked at Merrill Lynch. Merrill Lynch has already fired the guy. Yikes. Um, It didn't happen at Merrill Lynch, at the Merrill Lynch smoothie. It happened somewhere else. I think these employers are sometimes uh, too knee-jerk, whatever the mob says. And by the way, I think I prematurely joined the mob on this one. Uh, I may or may not owe him an apology. I'm not sure. His name is James Ionazzo. Ionazzo and he worked at Merrill Lynch. He gets this uh, smoothie. They screwed up the order or something, and he goes he goes a little bit nuts. Let's listen. Please don't
1: yell at us. Yeah. Don't say you're You have no room to yell
2: at us. I want to speak to the person who made this drink. Is that you? No, it no, We, we wasn't don't know
1: who made it. You so. don't know
3: who made it? There's four of us
4: here, so we honestly don't know. We're okay, bleeping bye. out the person. To to-
3: okay, you can yeah. call.
5: Oh, I don't care. Give it to me right now. I'm calling the police. I'm calling the police.
0: I think we, uh, this, this video is losing its edge.
5: Ooh.
0: I can't tell what's going on.
1: I, shut up.
2: You shut up. You're not gonna tell me
0: to shut up Who are you? Who are you? Immigrant
2: loser. What? Oh. Get the, get the, f- get the Out Get
5: the F out. You're going to jail. You're going
0: to jail All right, all right, everybody calm down. Uh so he threw the smoothie at the clerk. Now it didn't hit her. and uh, you can't do that. That I think you might you can get arrested for that. I'm not saying the guy Look, the guy lost it. You can't lose it in this smoothie place. I don't. I, I mean, generally speaking, I don't care what happened. However, well, there is a however here. So my reaction after I saw that video, and I'm sorry by the way, the pauses somehow it doesn't. You don't get the whole sense of what went down. We had to take out the curse words. The best part, some no, uh, terrible. What the hell is this guy's problem? Totally losing it at the smoothie place? He is going to jail. He threw the whole smoothie at her and then used horrible language. Sorry, Charlie, you're busted. I predict a tearful apology and community service. Well, I'm, uh, I'm right so far. He's already issued a tearful apology. Actually, I don't know if he was crying or not. All right, but, you know, here's the thing. Um, they put peanuts... In the smoothie, he specifically said no peanuts. It was for his 17-year-old son. And you know about those peanut allergies that some of these kids have. The kid apparently almost died. He started to suffocate. They had to bring him to the hospital. So he was uh, irate. It was kind of primal. It was uh, protect my children. He was mad. I mean, it does put a whole new paint job on it, right? Yeah, I think so. Now, you can't throw a smoothie at somebody. But his son just had an episode where he couldn't breathe. Uh, what else about this? Now, now the worst thing he said here and what he's really uh, in trouble for is calling her uh, uh, an immigrant loser. All right. Now, uh, number one, how does he know she's an immigrant? I don't know. But let's think about this for a minute, all right? Now, number that's a bad thing to say. I was like, you know, but let's just take a deep breath and... Um, immigrant number 1 you can say immigrant you can say immigrant i mean if she was an immigrant is that a i don't know is that by definition is that a negative connotation i don't think so my wife happens to be an immigrant i i just don't you know if he calls her an immigrant loser i'd be more concerned with the loser part than the immigrant part it's not look let's be real here it's not the n word which i noticed uh a huge portion of the society can say whatever they want whenever they want, and other people can't that's another conversation but immigrant loser that's not nice. is it racist? I don't actually know if it is now part of this comes from look i've been into I've been in other countries haven't you I've actually traveled all over the world. The only place I haven't been is South America but i've been all through uh, asia and europe and africa i'd love to go to south america someday one of the great things about going to south america there's no real jet lag you just you just head south and you don't change time zones very much but i've been in other countries where people have voiced frustration with me because i was slow to get it you know it's a different country it's a different world and and i have i have been ridiculed in germany I was ridiculed. Where else was I ridiculed? Oh, definitely in France. Now, were they frustrated? Why were they frustrated me? Because I was from another country. That happens. I don't think you can say immigrant. Calling somebody an immigrant loser is inherently racist. Hey, you let me know. I don't know. There's there's wiggle room here, I think. My first reaction was, lock this guy up. My second reaction, now knowing the full story, and nobody ever waits around for the full story, Gee whiz, what would I do if my – and apparently they wrote no peanut butter on the damn receipt. So it was understood. I think I have told you before, any kids who are working in a store, smoothie store, McDonald's, Burger King, I like them a lot. They're – automatically, they're okay in my book. Teenagers working, that's something else. I I started working when I was 14, not to pay the rent or anything like that, to buy video games mostly and ice cream sandwiches – but I just, I like it when kids work. Marianne on Long Island, hello.
4: How are you? I'd just like to say that I love you. I really do. You're wonderful. Yeah. You don't have <laughs> to get
0: emotional about it, but thank you.
4: You're welcome, because you are terrific. Everything you say, I love. <laughs> <laughs> I just laugh at you. I think
0: you're so funny. Uh-oh, wait a second. You're laughing at me. Uh-oh.
4: No, I'm with laughing me. with all right,
0: you. All right, Mar- With you. Marianne, uh, thank you so much. Where on Long Island are you?
4: Oh, I'm in matatuck in Laurel, actually, in lived, Laurel. Lived, on my, my lived, house lived in
0: Long Island all my life. I have no idea where that is. Where is that? Laurel is right after Riverhead. Ah, okay. Okay. Excellent, excellent. Uh, yep. Marianne, tell me more. Anything else on your mind?
4: No, nope, I just wanted to say that. That's uh, all.
0: I love it. I, I love it. Real quick, okay. what do you do? Oh, I'm
4: retired. What did you do? I just what did I do? I was working at a nursery. And uh You mean like for, for plants? plants? Plants. Yes.
0: They plants. Used, they used to ha- I used to love going to the nursery with my uh my mom and oh, my yeah. dad. More we would get that peat moss. Remember peat moss? Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh I, I usually and then you'd go into the greenhouse and it was hot in there and there was a big one right. in Hempstead. Anyway, what'd you do with the nursery?
4: Okay. I uh, sold the plants. <laughs> okay, that makes and, sense. Yeah, and uh, I learned a lot there. I really did. Because do you know that you don't have to use fertilizer? You for know, stuff? It, it, you don't. You have to use coffee grinds that are, you know, already, already made.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Let them
4: cool off, and then just put them on your plants.
0: They love it. You know. Uh... You know, we never bought that miracle grow stuff and they were pushing no. it big time on T V and I noticed my parents never bought it. They only bought uh kind of natural stuff in bark. Uh Marianne, thank you so much. Good good to hear. Uh Rich in Brooklyn is standing by. Yes, sir. Yes,
3: sir. Hey Greg, uh just getting back to your point with Adams.
0: Yeah.
1: <clears throat>
3: this man he can' he campaigned on being a victim of police brutality. What why is anybody shocked? This yeah. guy uh, <laughs> portrays himself as uh, one of these 100 black men in law enforcement. He's no comparison
6: to guys like Lloyd Sealy, Hamilton Robinson. I work for him.
3: This is a fraud. But again, you look at the amount, the
0: percentage of the votes, and, and that's what we're going to get with. We're going to get that from now on. Well, um We're going to get that from now on. No, I'm not going to go there. I think we can do a lot better percentage of the votes, whatever. I mean, Eric Adams is a fraud. I totally agree. I don't think we're stuck by any means. Uh, There's always – no, there are better people, and you get a crummy mayor like uh, Adams. Who knows what could come next? This city has elected some great mayors in the past 20 years, Giuliani, Bloomberg. It could happen again. Um, So uh, don't despair. Now, Eric Adams, keep – and I, on this guy, I want to read you something about Eric Adams in his uh, police career. There was uh, – everybody knew he was a phony. Everybody knew he was a fraud. He ran for Congress as a police lieutenant. He's 33 years old. He's got a full-time job at the police, and he runs for Congress against Major Owens in Brooklyn. That was a That was a really bad thing to do. Now, listen to this. This is from somebody who knows him well. His name is Wilbert Chapman. Happens to be black. He was the police department's chief of patrol during uh, Eric's time on the force. And he said there was nothing credible that came out of Eric Adams. Eric had used the police department for political gain. He wasn't interested in improving the police department. Good to know. Uh, The other thing is he actually said out loud just a couple of years ago. Why did he become a police officer, a professor at Columbia University named Liz Strong asked him? He said, it's an opportunity to go in and just aggravate people. What the hell kind of crime fighter is this? He was out for himself. And now, uh, (laughs) oh, so when you don't have any ideas, when you don't know what you're doing, what do you do? Photo ops all day long. Photo ops. uh, More Instagram videos. Here's another one. Listen to this. All right? Two cops have been shot, uh, one fatally, one's clinging to life. So what does Eric Adams do? He gathers his entourage, about 50 people, and he goes for a walk. Cut 50.
2: How we looking, Matt? <laughs> Listen, we're, we're walking down here in, in Harlem on Adam Clayton Powell, a boulevard. And I'm here with the chancellor. Hey, what's up brothers? How y'all doing? Good to see you, good to see you. Okay, we're, we're on our way to the 32nd precinct, the 3-2, to just show solidarity with those officers. Uh, you know, the trauma of violence and gun violence. It doesn't matter if it's 11 month old baby, Office two officers performing their duties. We're walking from Frederick Douglass Academy, these ten blocks, to just show our support. And this is the energy and spirit we want to bring to our city. We are in this together. And we're going to be with each other together.
0: What does that even mean? What does that mean? It's your freaking job. What it, what does that mean? Nothing. It doesn't mean anything. Solidarity in this together. It means give me political cover. Look at me. Look at me. Hey, he made a speech the other night uh, at the hospital. And you know what he did? He talked about himself. He talked about his mother. He talked about he he told that stupid story how he got beat up again when he was a teenager. This guy just might be a psychopath, by the way. (laughs) Okay, there's something wrong with him. And something totally corrupt about the media that let a guy who lives in New Jersey become the mayor of the city of New York. Be right back. This is the Greg Kelly Show. Hey, you think uh, Putin is worried about this guy? Our Secretary of State, Tony Blinken. This guy spent most of his professional life working on a staff for Joe Biden back when he was a senator. I mean, he's just, uh, well, judge for yourself. Cut 48. The purpose of those sanctions is to deter uh, Russian aggression. Uh, and so if they're uh, if
1: they're triggered now, you lose the deterrent effect. All of the things that we're doing, including uh, building up in a united way with Europe, massive consequences for Russia, is designed to factor into President Putin's calculus and to deter and dissuade them from taking aggressive
0: action. Oh, wow. I think I think Putin's going to do you think Putin's going to be deterred and dissuaded from taking action? Something tells me that uh, Putin is going to jump in a tank and roll right into Kiev. Tony, Tony can't stop that. Listen to the guy, Tony, that guy, that guy is the secretary of state, Tony. What happened to Al Haig? I'm in charge. What happened to uh, Mike Pompeo? Get ready for term two. Even Henry Kissinger. Yeah, I, I know I do Henry. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so I met Kissinger once, and I'm like, yo, uh, how are you? <laughs> he's like, I'm very well. How are you? And I, um, I said, so what do you make of Trump? He's like, he's like the Gaul. He is a giant. You don't need these briefing books like the egghead. He fills the room. Anyway, uh, all that to say that Kissinger is very impressed with Trump. And Kissinger was a kick-ass type of Secretary of State. So was Al Haig, uh, George Shultz a little bit. Uh, Mike Pompeo, of course. Colin Powell was, but then he screwed it all up. Uh this guy Tony one more time The purpose of those sanctions is to <laughs> deter uh Russian aggression. Uh and so if they're uh if they're triggered now,
1: yeah. you lose the deterrent effect. Oh, All of the things that we're doing including uh building up in a united way mm. with Europe, united. massive consequences for Russia is designed <laughs> to factor into President Putin's calculus, calculus. and to dis- deter and dissuade them from taking uh, aggressive action.
0: Hey you stay the hell out of Ukraine, uh, Vladimir, or it's going to be a big problem for you and your people. I mean, like, just be clear. Cut. And Joe is no better. Joe is the worst at this stuff. Joe gives him a signal. Come on in. Cut 20.
3: I'm not so sure he has uh, is certain what he's going to do. My guess is he will move in. He has to do something. Russia will be held accountable if it invades. And it depends on what it does. It's one thing if it's a minor incursion and then we end up having to fight about what to do and not do, etc.
0: This is one of the greatest mistakes ever committed by a president. All right. Totally turning policy upside down and whatever negotiations were happening upside down. And um, the, the fake news interviewed Tony Blinken yesterday, and I noticed they didn't bring that up. They just uh, pretended it didn't happen. Quite frankly, um, he should probably get rid of his entire team, every single one of them, the national security team. We can't get rid of Joe, at least not yet. And did I tell you that they're talking about getting rid of Joe? Yeah. So the Congressional Black Caucus totally wants him gone. Uh, Kamala Harris has already said there are reports suggesting that she wants a seat on the Supreme Court. So... Three years from now, at the end of this term, we might not have a President Biden and we might not have a President Harris. It could be somebody else that we don't know. Not Nancy Pelosi. The scenario that comes to mind is um, 1974, Gerald Ford. They picked him. I believe Nixon picked him, and he picked him because I think they had to confirm him. It gets a little complex. Look, I don't know what's going to happen to Joe. I want him to live a very long life, but this can't sustain itself. It's obvious. Conrad in Brooklyn. Conrad. Hello, sir. Conrad, what a prestigious name. How are you, sir? What's going on?
6: I'm doing great, Greg Kelly, but I must say... Uh, that uh, I am not a wokester. I, in fact, I am not from the right, not from the left, but common sense from an African-American perspective. That's my show in, up in Harlem. But I have to say, I've noticed a distinct double standard uh, from you. Uh, mm. For example, you are the son of a father who promoted a broken windows theory and uh, a, a strong polo- policing approach. and And I hear you justifying a man who went into a business and destroyed that business no 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 Uh, hold on a second hold on hold
0: on hold on conrad first of all let's play the moment from the smoothie guy first all right he didn't destroy the business all right Uh, go ahead play it play it please
5: don't
4: yell at us yeah Uh, stop it it takes
0: too long so conrad i mean he spilled a drink he threw it at somebody hey I think you get arrested for that, and I'm for that, actually. But you know what set him off, right? About his kid almost suffocating? You know that part of the story?
6: See, Because as an African-American man in this country, black people have been frustrated. And uh, there are legitimate reasons to be frustrated. But broken windows and... Uh, Kelly I, and and Giuliani have always said when African Americans get yeah, up, that, oh
0: Conrad, exactly. That's exactly how they said it. Conrad, you're wrong on that one. But uh, uh, I like talking to you. I'll put you on hold because we got to take a break. If you want to stick around, I'll pick you up in about twenty minutes. Be right back. Hey, did you see my Newsmax show? Everyone's talking about it. It's uh, it's very cool. Um, no wait. It, I'll get back to Conrad. Conrad, don't go away. But I'll be, I'll be back with you later. Um, so look, Joe Biden. I figured it out. He uh, can't touch women anymore. He can't. Right? He used to. Be, he's been doing it for years, but he can't do it anymore. So um, instead of that, what does he do? He does uh, this weird whisper thing. You got that whisper thing? It's amazing how he's uh, he switched from touching to uh, this obscene phone call voice. Go ahead. I got them $1.9 trillion
3: relief so far.
0: They're going to be getting checks
3: in the mail that are consequential. This United States, over two hours, in direct conversation across the table, very few schools are closing. Over 95% are still open. 95% are still open.
0: So I look back at all of his press conferences. Every time Joe Biden does this weird voice, guess what? He's talking to a woman. Yes, it's true. You can look it up. He does this weird thing because he wants to be closer to women. And he can no longer touch them and smell them and sniff them and grab their necks and faces and do all that weird stuff. Sorry, Joe. (laughs) It's so weird. Busted, Joe Biden. You are busted. So I'm going to leave that alone for a moment. Um, Meanwhile, the Biden administration works on its number one priority, which is January 6th and rooting out white supremacy wherever it rears its ugly head. Cut 29, please.
1: In the FBI's view, the top domestic violent extremist threat comes from racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists, specifically those who advocated for the superiority of the white race.
0: Is that what happened to those cops in uh, Harlem on Friday? I don't think so. Is that what... (laughs) It is insanity, and by the way, if you are a Democrat and you say something like, You know what? Let's give the cops uh, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's not defund them, let's not cancel them. You know what happens? Especially in a liberal enclave like Los Angeles, the nut jobs show up at your house demanding your termination. Cut thirty, please.
5: Oh.
0: Really lame chant. All right, so they're saying Paul Coretz has got to go, but it's the weird part the ho, hey, hey, ho, ho. They they were saying that in 1957. Hey, hey, ho, ho. But Paul Coretz made the. uh, Well, I think he's great, and he's been really supportive of that family in uh, Los Angeles. You know, the young girl, Brianna, who went to the furniture store to work and was slaughtered by that guy. Allegedly by uh, Sean Smith, I think his name is career criminal. Now, what triggered this guy? Was he triggered? I keep hearing about microaggressions and all the things that uh, that white people do that can ooh that can set someone off. White people and their privilege. MSNBC talks about this all the time. Joy Reid still is employed by Comcast. Cut twenty eight. Let me let me ask you this question. Do you think it was a mistake? You know, the 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 infrastructure
5: bill um, that was passed was cleaved apart from what's now being called build back better. And in a sense, it's a bill that's like a white guy employment act. Right. There's going to be a lot of working class men that are going to get employed by that bill. But that's the very cohort that is much more likely to reward Republicans for that. That's who they vote for. Most, you know, working class white guys vote Republican.
0: Wow, we wouldn't want those working class white guys to have jobs. That that was so that was so telling, wasn't it? Number one, her uh, her uh, resentment and hatred of white people, especially white men, and also um, to a certain extent, she's she's right though about how it works down there. Uh, you reward groups who support you, and you try to penalize those who don't uh pete Buttigieg. his answer was uh let me out of here you racist it wasn't that his answer was more like oh well uh not at all it helps women it helps people of color i mean of course we want to help people like that actually pete wasn't totally insane in parts of his answer uh he was kind of shocked by by that well by that bigot and she certainly is right i mean how do you get away from that And so much right now, they want folks to be quiet based on what they look like or folks to speak up based on what they look like, based on the color of their skin. And um, I'm just not going to play that way. Are you? I think that's wrong. I think that's inherently unfair, un-American, and we should not be afraid. Freedom of speech is a real thing, First Amendment, but just generally. First Amendment, I guess, uh, the government shall pass no law inhibiting uh, freedom of press. That kind of connotes media. But what about just saying stuff? People are afraid to say stuff. Unless it's a horrible message uh, where you fantasize about killing cops, as our Harlem shooter was doing on Facebook. And he posts things from Uncle Murder. That was his name, Uncle Murder. And there's a picture of two guys holding guns to the head of a New York City police officer. Big Tech says uh, that's fine. Big Tech says concerns about the vaccine? No way. Big Tech says my concerns about the election? Let's bury that guy. Let's, uh, we've got algorithms to take care of people like you. I get reported all the time on on Twitter. For saying things that, I can't believe this is happening. Can you imagine if Alexander Graham Bell, who invented the telephone, actually came out and said, anybody can have the telephone as long as I agree with them uh, politically about what they're saying on my phone. And if they're not, I'm going to go ahead and hit the busy signal. That is um, a big problem. We ought to take it back from them. We ought to take big tech away from big tech. There's a way to do this. Antitrust. They are too big, too powerful. We've got to break them up. By the way, don't take your eye off or try to remember that Trump, Donald Trump, President Trump is suing big tech, a class action lawsuit about censorship. And I would love it. Love it when that gets its say in court. Oh, here's something good, too. The Supreme Court will hear um, an affirmative action case so. Basically, it's down to, uh, let's face it, um, if you look at the charts, Asian-American students uh, perform extremely well, and uh, they've been penalized for that. Places like Harvard only think so many Asian-Americans should be admitted, and uh, it doesn't matter how smart they are. They have a number, they have a quota, and you can't go higher than that. That's wrong, and their ability is being held against them. Harvard and a couple of other universities do this, and the Supreme Court is going to hear the case. I don't think anybody's ability should uh, be used against them, but that's what the culture wants right now. Well, pretends to want. I don't think they really do want it. Do you? Do you want to live in that kind of situation? Not me. Hey, General Al Gray, originally from New Jersey, he became the commandant of the Marine Corps. And this guy is fantastic. Now, I met him once a long time ago in the early 1990s. He was the top general in the Marine Corps. I was the brand-new lieutenant and got to meet him. What a man. And it's incredible that this guy exists. It's not like you're going to hear him now. I'm going to play it for you. It sounds like he's um, MacArthur or somebody like that. Oh, and what made me think of this is Joe Biden running around talking about himself at that press conference. Um, You know, most people complain about the bubble. A lot of presidents complain about the bubble. You know, they're cut off from people. They want to get out and see people, see what they're thinking. Joe Biden complained about the bubble, but not the way most normal presidents do. Listen to this first. It's amazing. Cut 24.
3: Part of the problem is, as well, I have not been out in the community nearly enough. I've been here an awful lot. I find myself in a situation where uh, um, I don't get a chance to look people in the eye because of both COVID and things that are happening in Washington to be able to go out and do the things that I've always been able to do pretty well. Connect with people. Let them take a measure of my sincerity. Let them take a measure of who I am.
0: That's not what it's about, you dummy. (laughs) (laughs) They can see my sincerity. They can take measure of who I am. What about you taking a measure of how the people are doing? This is his problem. One of many. He's so self absorbed and taken with himself. He wants to go out, leave the bubble so you can see how sincere he is, and he can listen to him brag about stuff he did 30 years ago. Uh, Right after he said that, he said this 25.
3: For example, I mean, pointed out in South Carolina. Um, You know, last time when I was chairman of the Judiciary Committee, I got the Voting Rights Act extended for 25 years, and I got Strom Thurmond to vote for it.
0: That's what I've been doing my whole career. His whole career, 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 career. So when I went into the military, and I use the word career, I have a career, that kind of thing, but for a while in the Marine Corps, career was considered a bad word. They called it careerism. And the idea, if you're too involved in your career, you're putting yourself in front of those you lead, in front of those you should be serving. General Al Gray, in his day, was a bit of a superstar, and he kind of revolutionized the Marine Corps. Uh, Here he is. I think this is a 60 Minutes uh, report. Cut 26.
1: What makes uh, Al Gray really mad? (laughs)
6: <laughs> that's a tough uh, question I I think that for example when people uh, in the professional arms uh, put themselves ahead of the people they're privileged to, to lead that gets my attention
0: and here he really fires up the Marines uh, cut 27
6: if and whenever you ever are inclined To put anything ahead of those people, except your mission, those magnificent people, who ask for so little, afloat or ashore, and yet who give so much. If you ever change that from your number one priority, you have got to leave our corps.
0: And you know what? I think the same goes for you, Joe Biden. You have got to leave the presidency. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, the latest breaking news and opinions, entertaining and informative. Uh, Dow Jones is down, what, 1100 points? These guys can see. <laughs> Joe Biden's wobbly performance last week freaked out the entire globe. Wobbly, pathetic. Uh, Oh, Conrad's still on the phone. Hi, Conrad. Thanks for waiting. Uh, What were you saying again? No
6: problem. No problem. I I guess your crack staff uh, had plenty of time to help you respond to what I was saying. But let me just say... Hey, Conrad.
0: Conrad. 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 (laughs) Wait. No, 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 no. I'm going to put you back on hold, all right? No, no, no. Conrad, if you think that's the way it works around here, all right, I've been living, eating, and breathing these issues for 30 years. So if you think you can... Uh, come on here, make fun of my staff, make fun of me. That's not going to go very well. So I know you're not a fan, and that's fine. But uh, if you want to uh, talk, you don't have to tell tell me how things run around here. You got that, Conrad? So if you don't want to have wasted the last 25 or 30 minutes, watch your mouth. Okay. Well,
6: let me tell you this. Let me point out another inconsistency. I cannot believe that a military man like you, would make mockery of our new mayor, who served admirably the citizens of this city for twenty plus years. You made fun of him yes. for being involved in his civic duty, just being stop, civically stop. minded yeah. and All right. running
0: for office. Wrong, Conrad. Wrong, as Conrad.
6: Americans encourage people
0: to do, but again, it's inconsistent. No, it's, it's not. Inconsistent. Conrad, Conrad. That's a wonderful thing about being a conservative. We are consistent. We are consistent. All right. We're not about people, personalities. We're about ideas and values. All right. And that does not change. So, yes, it is wildly unorthodox for an active duty police officer to run for Congress in the middle of his career, in the middle of his job. And that's what Eric Adams did because he's an ambitious political whore. And he ran against a very good member of Congress. Do you know who he ran against, by the way? sure, Major Owens, but let me say this. It's not Major it's not Owens. Major not, Owens, who had who had a, I think at that point he had about 15 years of service. This was nothing other than Eric Adams's pure ambition. Ambition to be somebody. Now, maybe you didn't hear what I said earlier. You can look it up if you want. Eric Adams joined the police department. He said, according to him, to aggravate people, Chief Wilbur Conrad, actually, similar to you, Wilbert Chapman said he did not care about the police department. He was here to use us. Happens to have been an African-American chief, by the way, chief of patrol. Did a fantastic job, Chief Chapman. So, Conrad, I don't think you and I are going to agree. Let me ask you a question. You're pointing out inconsistencies here. Let's understand that we differ on this guy. Do you think Eric Adams has been uh impressive so far on the job
6: well i think that the city is in a deplorable condition and i think that in 3 weeks he's done an admirable job i think he's on the right track wait a he second wait a second wait behind. a second
0: admiral uh, we, we have no 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 you know what i need to verbally verbally i'll underscore beat him about the face and breast chest neck and head okay because we're not going to get performance out of this guy by kissing his ass we're not going to get uh, results by being nice to him. The media are supposed to apply pressure. And I heard too much of you. Conrad, you're not alone. All weekend long, people were coming up to say, hey, you got to be nice to this guy. He's saying the right things. He ain't doing the right things. He had He had an entire career to get ready, hit the ground running. And it's just platitudes and nonsense. There's nothing up. There's no there there, Conrad. But anyway, thanks for calling. I'll be right back.
3: You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show.
0: Uh, The Pentagon is briefing right now. You know, we may be sending troops over there. We're not going to send them into Ukraine. We'll send them to the Baltic states. It's a great big pain in the you-know-what for the troops. Moving uh, 5,000 guys, 10,000 guys, 20,000 guys, that's a pain in the neck. And by the way, it's dangerous. Forget combat for a moment. It's inherently dangerous putting these guys onto these planes and moving them around. It's very disruptive. Yeah, I know that's what they signed up for. That's the military. But all this could have been avoided if Joe Biden had behaved competently last week. Now we've got to show that we're strong because Joe Biden himself looks so confused and weak just last week. And this happens all the time. It always falls to the military to pick up the pieces Uh, George W. Bush took us to Iraq for who the hell knows what reason, something to do with his father. I mean, talk about a guy with a daddy issue. There was some sort of major hang-up that guy had. And then, quite frankly, the country, to re-elect that guy in 2004, after, oops, no weapons of mass destruction, we invade the wrong country, thousands of lives lost, hundreds of thousands of Iraqi lives, by the way. Oops, uh, yeah, got this one wrong. So he could be a more consequential president than his father? There's something very weird going on there. I don't know what the hell's going on in the Bush family. I don't care. I cared, though, that so many American troops had to pick up the pieces of that family, so to speak. What else? Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter was looking very weak, very indecisive during the hostage crisis. He was weak. He was indecisive. And that was getting to him. He was running for re-election. So what did he do? Kind of did what Eric Adams is doing. Throwing together a slapdash plan with scotch tape. Jimmy Carter threw together a slapdash plan with scotch tape to get our hostages out. It was a colossal, <coughs> excuse me, disaster. Desert One. It was horrendous. part of it was they insisted that every branch of the military have some part in this, the Navy, the Army, the Marines, everybody. And it was like this, oh, it was just a big mess organizationally, operationally. And a lot of Marines died in the desert in Iran because Jimmy Carter wanted to look tough. You know, you don't have to you don't as soon as you want to look tough, you're screwed. If you if you find yourself wanting to look tough, that's how you know you're not tough. The way to be tough is to be tough. All right? Just and Biden's not tough. And before that, the last when was the last time we were paying for uh some president's insecurities, LBJ, Lyndon Baines Johnson. <laughs> Vietnam War would have been a lot quicker if he wasn't I don't know. I don't know. That, that what the hell was going on in that guy's head? You ever see that picture of him collapsed on the on the desk in his office? He was bearing it. He was, I mean, he was, he was suffering. But so much of it was like, how do we look in front of this guy, that guy? Look, geopolitics, (coughs) excuse me, sorry about that, is complicated. And sometimes, you know, look, troops die. It's part of the deal. I knew it was a risk. I rolled the dice. I didn't want to die. But, you know, I looked at, I looked around and I thought, you know what? I'll take my chances. I'm going to join the military. It looks like fun. Uh... Pays okay, learn how to fly, see the world, wear cool uniforms, and oh, by the way, you get to serve your country. Not a bad deal. But I knew that sooner or later I might have a dimwit commander-in-chief who might send me somewhere stupid for no good reason. That happens, and unfortunately it will happen. And you know who is the most aware of this tendency and fought against it? Trump. Trump. Trump, such respect he had for the military, didn't want us fighting pointless wars and getting into needless conflicts. And he didn't have to compensate next week. You know, Joe Biden has a bad press conference on a Wednesday. He's got to look like a tough guy by Sunday. Oh, it was really that bad. Yeah, it was that bad, Joe. It was that bad um let's see here uh ron how are you good mr kirk in response to that call from Hollywood. hey ron easy. ron all right i'm gonna put you on hold all right i'm gonna put you on hold how the hell could he get my name wrong i'm not even gonna put him on hold hang up on that guy he can go find that show that he thinks he's listening to uh eric how are you Hey, hey, it's good to, it's good to talk to you again. Um
4: uh, <laughs> uh I don't know if you've been following Adams. He talks about one second he's saying gun dealers and then he's talking about manufacturers. Now I'm a Trump Democrat and you know, he he his audience, their whole audience is people who just don't even question anything. Like if he goes after say manufacturers in a certain way and then so again it's going back to only law abiding citizens can't get guns. The criminals are still gonna get them. Like I you know, it's it's a little alarming and like I said, I'm a Trump Democrat. I was I used to support you know reasonable gun control. Now I I think everyone needs to be armed to the teeth, you know, all <laughs> citizens. I don't know.
0: Yeah, what do you think? I it's mean, uh, wait, what do I think about what? He, well, he first he's talking about. Uh, yeah, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's 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 jumbled. He's his mind is mush. He's a he's a pot smoker, you know. And I know some pot smokers out there can handle it, but this guy's never been smart. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's never had a plan. Uh, he's about to announce his plan, by the way. and th- This is a good time to announce his plan, right? After, <laughs> after five cops got past, shot, he's going to announce passed, his plan. It's past time. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, cops will get shot. <laughs> it's happened before. It will happen again. But now they're being targeted just for being cops. Now, we have not seen that in a very long time. Cops assassinated. It really started under Democrats. We really – the first one in recent memory was – Wenjin Liu and Rafael Ramos. Thanks a lot, Bill de Blasio, who had to stand up there and tell those phony baloney stories about the, what was the kid's name with the big hair? Andre, uh, Dante, whatever. Remember all those lies he told? Wait, Dante's his son? Yeah, think? I know. Yeah, it was his son. Thank you, Eric, very much. Uh, yeah, he told all those lies. And um, now, oh, looking at the big display of cops uh, they moved the body the body excuse me uh the the surviving officer was transferred to NYU Langone Hospital last night big honor guard out there i hear that jason rivera's funeral will be friday possibly in st patrick's i'm not sure about the location yet seemed like a really good guy 22 years old um you know what this is a total shattering of any claim bill de blasio had to <laughs> being anything other than a dishonorable train wreck of a mayor. I mean, everything about this guy now, forget it. He is done, finished, in disgrace, gone. This is on him. This is on Black Lives Matter. This is on the mainstream media who talked down the cops, overreacted to George Floyd, overreacted, misreacted to uh, uh, Ferguson, Michael Brown in Missouri, remember that? This goes way back. Trayvon Martin, all these lies we were told. And fueled by Black Lives Matter and activists on the left like Al Sharpton. Steve in Long Island, yes. Greg,
1: I got your name right. Sorry about that last caller.
0: (laughs) Don't bring it Uh, up.
1: Wanted to talk to you about, uh, first of all, Conrad. Uh, Could we start a new uh, thing instead of being someone called a Karen? Could we call him a Conrad?
0: (laughs) No, uh, he was not, he does not fit the definition of a, he's just calling into a radio show. The other guy, yeah. uh, the other guy, uh, yeah, no, no, I don't like that one. Uh, Conrad can call back. What else is on your mind?
1: No, no, Greg, I just wanted to start off by saying I'm a pretty new new listener. I just retired after 30 years working in the city, and it's just uh, a little boring at times, but when you come on, it's just uh, fabulous.
0: Oh, thank you, pal.
1: All uh, right, so I wanted to get with Adams. You know, I had high hopes for him. I was betting with that he was going to do a great job, but a couple of things, you know, that he said with the perception, with, with, with the crime. I mean, would he like it if it was – people would like it if he said the perception on slavery or perception on the Holocaust? I mean, it's like ridiculous.
0: Look, he's oh. not a smart guy. He fooled a lot of people. And quite frankly, because he's um, – how shall I say this? Uh, what's the – a black – During the campaign, he was not treated the way candidates should be treated. He was not vetted. There was a hands-off policy. This guy lived in New Jersey. The reporters knew it, and they essentially let him get away with it. I mean, it's incredible. They designed the whole debate so that he wouldn't have to talk much. Remember those debates?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I wanted to bring this up. Nobody has brought this up. I've been listening to a lot of talk shows. He was, uh, you know, doing his press conferences, which I commend him for doing with the police. But he brought up something. Did you hear uh, say something about with the sanitation? He's going to have this even the sanitation get involved in the investigations because all these criminals are putting their guns in the garbage bags out on the
0: street. Hey, I didn't hear about that. But listen, I will say this. I think there is such a thing as overexposure. And when you're running around from media appearance to media, you know, there is a city to run, a city government to run. It's a big management job, and it may look like he's, wow, he's, he's all over the place doing these press conferences. It gets to a point, and he passed it a long time ago, where you're spending too much time on the tube and not enough time leading in the office, getting stuff done. So when you finally show up, you have something to talk about, something of substance, and he doesn't. I think we're gonna find that out this afternoon. Hey Steve, thanks a lot for calling. Uh what's the situation? I will be uh uh all right, one more. We got Trisha in Merrick. Hi, Trisha.
5: Hi, Greg, how are you?
0: Fine, how are you?
5: Not bad. Um, a comment about Eric Adams. He is a simpleton. He really is. He can't put a sentence together. He uses large words, which he has no business using and putting them in those sentences. And he's a showboat. He's just a a float. He's going through the city like a float.
0: (laughs) Yes, you are correct. And uh, here's something else. Uh, He spent more time buying new suits and ties and, and lusting over Bitcoin over the past six months than he did getting ready to be the mayor. So he is a he is a disaster. Somebody called, I think it was Brooklyn, from Brooklyn, New York. She goes by Brooklyn, who said she didn't have a good feeling about him. Uh, he's going to crash and burn, and we are seeing that right now. It's so apparent. Uh, thank you, Tricia. Hey, Tricia, uh, Merrick, uh, how far are you from Point Lookout?
5: Um, seven miles.
0: Seven miles. Somehow I thought you were right next door to Point Lookout. No. A lot yeah. of people who go to Point Merrick uh, use the uh, – a lot of people from Point Lookout use the Merrick train station. Is that right?
5: Oh, yes. It's yeah, beautiful.
0: – all right. Thank it's you. Really nice. Yeah. Can no. I just
5: say one thing to sure. you? Sure. I have three movies. I know you're very busy and you have a family. Three old movies. Check it out what? because it could be rep- right now and then. The first one is um, um, Flamingo Road.
0: Flamingo Road? Wait a second. Yeah. With uh with the uh, don't tell me with Matt Matt uh Matt uh what the hell's that guy's name again? Uh the good-looking no. one. No, Matt. No, I
5: think, no, it's in the 50s.
0: Oh, no, I didn't see that one. Okay, give me another one.
5: Okay. The other one is I was I was on a chain gang.
0: Oh geez, these sound terrible.
5: Oh, this is from the 30s.
0: All right, well wait, 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 wait. I was thinking of the Flamingo Kid no, with no. Uh, Matthew Dillon, Matt Dillon. That's the, uh, but that's not the movie you're talking about. All right, so the Flamingo no. Kid. Wait, no, the Flamingo no, what? No.
5: Flam- Flamingo Road. Okay. With Joan Crawford and I forgot the other people and the but Chain it's Gang. Really good. And I, I was on a Chain Gang with Paul Muni, M-U-N-I. All that's right. from the '30s.
0: What that's else? Give me one more.
5: Doctor Chivago. I know it's long, but it's so. It's all about Russia and the yeah. uprise and everything. It's a love story, too, but it's really I good.
0: tried to make it through that as a kid. I didn't know what the hell was going on. I couldn't get into it. Who's the guy? Omar Sharif? Is that him?
5: Yes, Yeah, and Julie Christie. Yeah.
0: 1965,
5: um, I think that
0: was. Right. I think I'll be watching great. SpongeBob SquarePants uh, this weekend. No, you could I don't do
5: know. that.
0: You could do that. No, no no, no, no. They sound good. I'd love to see new movies. The Flamingo Kid... No. no, Rose, Rose. <laughs> okay, okay. <clears throat> oh, wait a second. Hey, Here's God. the guy you were just talking about, Eric Adams. This is his big press conference. You want to turn oh, it on for a minute? I
5: can't hear it. I can't. It's nauseous. He just
0: bought new clothes. He's wearing a new outfit. Oh, boy, he's got a scarf on. He's got a little handkerchief in. Wow. Oh, I, I will tell you this. He looks great, but that's it. It's all you know show.
5: It makes me nauseous. I know what it's you just... mean.
0: I know what you mean. We'll see how it all plays out. I got to go. I'll be right back. Thank you. All right, bye. Trish, bye. Bye, Chris, bye. bye.
3: This is The Greg Kelly Show.
0: Uh, Can we hear some of this? All right, so he's wearing a beautiful suit, a beautiful shirt. Unfortunately, that's all he's got going for him. It's Eric Adams. Seven months after uh, getting the nomination, uh, five cops being shot later, he's up with his big plan. Let's see uh, what it's all about
2: with new neighborhood safety teams, Ah. which will focus on gun violence. We will launch these additional teams in the next three weeks with deep focus on 30 precincts where 80% of violence occurs, even as the public safety units continue their life-saving work. In doing this, we will avoid mistakes of the past. These officers will be identifiable as NYPD, They will have body cameras, and they will have enhanced training and oversight. We will also expand the partnership between the NYPD and New York State Police. We are already working with Governor Hochul's public Uh safety team on reducing gun violence, sharing critical law enforcement data, and supporting the Interstate Gun Tracing Consortium. There are no gun manufacturers in New York City. Yet, even as the NYPD removed 6,000 guns from our streets last year, we know that new guns are arriving by car, by bus, and by train every day. The NYPD will work with state law enforcement to implement spot checks at every entry point, like Port Authority and other bus and train stations. We will also move forward on using the latest in technology to identify problems follow-up on leads and collect evidence. From facial recognition technology to new tools that can spot those carrying weapons, we will use every available method to keep our people safe. We will also expand the gun violence suppression division. This highly specialized unit within the Detective Bureau is tasked with seizing illegal guns and building cases against gun sellers and weapons traffickers. And we will continue the gun violence strategic partnership, a oh, daily gosh. meeting that oh. brings together. Local thank you. State. Thank you.
0: Thank you. We're screwed. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, more partnership with the New York State Police. Fantastic. We're going to get that iron pipeline taken care of the federal government to the rescue. Um, he doesn't have a clue. You really want to get to the root causes of this, Eric? Undo the last two years that you that you were a proponent of pushing that false narrative against cops that cops are racist you've been doing that your entire career you phony unbelievable he's got nothing by the way he's got nothing it's just uh it's just a guy in a suit <laughs> and he's i think he's going to i think he's panicking a little bit but and you gotta apply pressure. You know what? Hey. If he pulls off a miracle, I don't know he can't do it. He's gotta hire somebody else. If you were serious about fighting crime, do you think you would have taken the number four in charge of the Nassau County Police Department to make her in charge? Nice lady. I'm sure she was good at whatever she was doing in Nassau County. But to make her the commissioner? This is a man who's more concerned with looking good than doing good. Nothing's more politically potent right now than a black woman. And that looks great. And sometimes it is great. But not always. Not always. I know the least interesting, cool, hip thing right now is a white man. Actually, there is one less interesting, cool, hip thing than a white man. That would be a white woman, a.k.a. Karen. Our society is so corrupt and dishonest right now. Our foolish media culture. Why didn't they vet this guy when they had the chance? 30% of the vote in June on one day. And that makes him the mayor. Wow. All right. Newsmax tonight. Again, Iron Pipeline. I've been hearing about the Iron Pipeline for decades. I've been hearing about... The NRA, oh Congress, get these guns. Get the, it's 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 so beyond him. All of this is beyond him. He's mimicking the talking heads that he's seen on television. John in Staten Island, hello.
6: Hey Greg, I was going to
0: mention
3: what he's
6: speaking about is trying to get the guns off, but he's not getting rid of the criminals that have been bringing the guns over.
0: I
3: know. You've
6: got straw purchases getting done. They come over here. But you know what? Tell me what's the percentage of how many of these gun runners were in jail, or are they bailed out? Yeah. If they're bailed out, they just cause the deaths of everybody.
0: Yeah, they're acting like it was the gun's fault. It's ridiculous. Hey, I'm sorry I got so many calls I didn't get to. Gail, Brooklyn, Jimmy. Oh, especially you, Brooklyn. You've had some great points Joette, Maureen, Rachel, to be continued. I'll see you tonight on the Newsmax Show at 7 o'clock. I think they're going to turn this gun thing around with the new summer youth program. Hey, that'll that'll do it. That's what we'll be waiting for. The new summer youth program launches a year from this summer. Thanks, Eric Adams. See you tomorrow.